Welcome, friends, to this audio Palm Sunday worship service. This is Pastor Jim. As we continue to deal with this ongoing pandemic, I pray that you and your family are leaning on the everlasting arms of God. It's now a sure thing that we'll not be gathering for worship anytime soon. And unfortunately, that includes the upcoming Holy Week and Easter Sunday. But let's remember this. We may not be together in church, but we are still together in Christ. And friends, nothing can ever change that. God addressed that very subject some 2,000 years ago through the words of the Apostle Paul. Listen to these comforting words from Romans chapter 8. Paul writes, I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Our message for today centers on the traditional theme of Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. But as we look at this event in context, we find that this idea of triumph is found in the events that preceded this entry, as well as the events that preceded those events. Today's message is titled, Triumph, Triumph, Triumph. And with that, we begin our worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God's word says that we are all by nature sinful and unclean, and that we have sinned against God in our thoughts, words, and deeds. Is this also your confession? If so, please answer yes. God also promises us that if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Is this also your confession? If so, please answer yes. Are you sorry for your sins? If so, please answer yes. All who turn to God and repent find their sin forgiven for the sake of Jesus Christ. As a called and ordained servant of the word, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-loving God, you sent your Son to become one of us and to suffer and die on the cross so that all humanity might follow the example of his great humility. Grant us your grace so that we might follow the example of our Savior, Jesus Christ, in patiently accepting your will, and that we might share in his resurrection. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Our Old Testament reading comes from the prophet Zechariah, the ninth chapter. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion! Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem! Behold, your king is coming to you. 
He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. He shall speak peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea. Because of the blood of your covenant, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading comes from Paul's letter to the Philippians, the second chapter, beginning at verse 5. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of the Lord. Our gospel reading comes from the 12th chapter of John's gospel, beginning at verse 1, and serves as the basis for our message. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well, for on account of him, Many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him. The next day, a great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it. As it is written, do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples did not understand all this. 
Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. This is the gospel of the Lord. We join together now in confessing our Christian faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Friends, Jesus' final miraculous sign was certainly his most remarkable. He raised Lazarus from the dead in the presence of what John describes as a large crowd. Lazarus had been in the tomb for four days, yet when Jesus said in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out, the former dead man did just that. Did Lazarus' family rejoice? Well, they sure did. In fact, the family gave a dinner to honor Jesus. John reports that in this chapter 12. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with Jesus. Imagine the gratitude of that family to be rejoicing with Lazarus. And imagine the gratitude of Lazarus who was rejoicing with the man who gave him a second chance at life. But did the Jewish leaders rejoice? Well, not so much. Listen to their reaction as John records it. The chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well. For on account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him. But this event was no less a triumph for Jesus. Two days after this dinner, Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, also in great triumph. The city was jammed with people preparing for the Passover, and many of them were aware that Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead. John tells us that these crowds, quote, took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. It's interesting to note that these words are from Psalm 118, and they were sung as part of the Passover feast. 
The singing was done as the Passover lambs were being sacrificed. And ironically, they now sang it for the Lamb of God, who was on his way to be their sacrifice. This triumphal messianic entry had been foretold by the prophet Zechariah some 500 years earlier when he wrote this, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion! Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem! Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. The people did rejoice at Jesus' triumphal entry. But in a matter of only five days, there would be one more triumph that would be for all the people of all the world and for all time. Jesus would be led to the cross of Calvary, a cross that served as an altar on which Jesus, the Lamb of God, was sacrificed for the sin of the world. The same people who were welcoming Jesus triumphantly into Jerusalem would soon call for his crucifixion. In fact, Jesus' own disciples would desert him in his time of need. The prophet Isaiah, 700 years before the fact, describes the suffering servant's sacrifice this way, quote, He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. And finally, after bearing the sins of the world, Jesus spoke his final words from the cross, saying this, it is finished. He could have said, I have triumphed, because that's just what he did. He triumphed over sin. He triumphed over death. And he triumphed over the devil. These are triumphs that you and I share with him. Because through the waters of baptism, you and I are in him. The Apostle Paul gives us the amazing significance of being in Christ. Listen, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And the Apostle Paul also writes this, quote, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Jesus triumphed mightily when he raised Lazarus. Jesus entered Jerusalem triumphantly, just as Zechariah had predicted. And Jesus triumphed over sin, death, and the devil on the cross, just as Isaiah had prophesied. We too, who are in Christ, triumph each and every day. 
even when those days seem to be filled with fear and uncertainty. Friends, when we look at the situation in the world today through the lens of God's word, we see that through the triumph of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we also have triumphed. Regardless of the current circumstances in the world, we are still triumphant. We close with familiar words of comfort and triumph from Jesus himself. Quote, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, your son, Jesus, entered Jerusalem knowing the suffering he was about to endure. Suffering that would lead to eternal life for those who believe. As we enter this time of Holy Week, we do so knowing that without the sacrifice of Jesus, eternal life would be impossible for us. Give us the spirit of worship throughout this coming week. And while we are sad not to be together in worship, may it be a time of strengthening for our faith, knowing that while we may not be together in church, we are all still together in Christ. Be with and comfort all those who suffer illness, especially those in this family of faith. Protect us from this coronavirus as we continue to follow the guidelines of our leaders in reaction to this pandemic. And we especially pray, Lord, for our first responders, for the medical community, as they are on the front lines of fighting this war with this unseen enemy. All these prayers and the unspoken prayers of our hearts, we lift before your throne of grace, thanking you that you promise to hear every prayer. As we join together now in praying that prayer that your son Jesus taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now receive the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. <music>